everyone. Thanks for tuning into Power Athlete Radio, featuring the crew, where a former pro football player and a D3 all-star use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about anything but. Now here's John and Tex. All right, so you've tuned into Power Athlete Radio, the premier podcast in strength and conditioning. Are we rolling? Uh, yeah, we are rolling. Aren't we always rolling? Isn't this the B-roll? Isn't this yes, what people Yes, always record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, God damn it. Uh, the uh, Man, that whole CNN thing uh, is such a disaster. Every day that comes out, there's like some new thing. Now that they got Chris Como, basically like was using his uh, media influence to try to ga- gather information on the accusers of his brother, which feels a little illegal and just kind of unethical, but... You know, it's CNN. You know, he always has that look on his face like like a lost puppy who's somehow learning new information. God, Chris Como's a piece of shit. And back to... Oh, the Premier Podcast. Yeah. yeah, the Premier Podcast of Strength Conditioning. We have a special treat today. We have our nutrition ninjas, uh, Rob and Sam, on mm-hmm. the podcast to help us answer a few questions from the ever-so-hot, hot, hot line. And so for those of you guys that are new, we have this little thing called the Power Athlete Radio Hotline where you can call and leave questions and we will respond to them. And that number is 929-464-464. 929-ing-ing. Zero. Got You got it. So I, we haven't actually dropped the uh, hotline for a hot minute in mm-hmm. the podcast, but uh, it's still alive and kicking. We still get questions. Um, the problem is around the holidays, they're kind of weepy. There's a lot of tears, a lot of black keys paying in the background. And uh, we're going to answer a few of those questions. So let's lay into one. Yes. Well, this one is directed from all the collection of questions we receive from our nutrition protocols. Mm. And John, what are those nutrition protocols? Well, we have our leaning protocol, which is for those of you guys that want to get your shred on. We got our bulking protocol for those that you want to get your bulk on. And then we have the keto protocol, which was a modified anabolic diet that I put together with Dr. Dave Pasquale. Uh, and... The probably the best one we have is called the performance protocol, where you book an assessment, you book a call, book a consult, and then uh, Sam or Rob take you through actually your customized version of the uh, templates, mm-hmm. which I think is the, is the best value. You get a chance to work with somebody, and they give you the information, they set it up for you, they make it really easy, drag and drop, and uh, get you on your way, a little pat on the butt, and get you out there kicking ass. And the the first three protocols are in place for. The empowered, strong-willed person. Yes. Well, uh, but that's not everybody. No, I mean the protocols when we cre- came up with them were just kind of an easy fix. Like, hey, if uh, if you need direction, here's a protocol. But there was always a feeling that they were almost kind of like a fishing lure. Like we're going to throw it out there, let people get on the protocols, and then the idea is once they get into it, they realize that they need somebody to guide them on this journey, and uh, that's where the nutrition team comes in. It's really guiding people on this journey. Uh, not to say you can't do it by yourself, but they say if you want to go fast, go solo. If you want to go far, go with the team. And uh, bringing our team on is allows you to go very, very far and reach your goals. So let's let's explore this a little bit. To Rob and Sam, what are some of the first moments that you get an opportunity to work with somebody to express the value of nutrition coaching services? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we offer is accountability. Um, 
you know, that's why like uh, John always refers to, if you can follow a spreadsheet, you can follow a protocol or a budget, right? Um, if you want to become a millionaire, you probably need a financial planner, someone to help you with that budget. Same thing with nutrition. If you want, um, anyone can follow a spreadsheet, but we provide that accountability and those check-ins and um, to make sure you're trending in the right direction, whether that's leaning or bulking um, or performing, whatever it is, we are helping monitor to make sure it's not going too fast and not going too slow. Um, and we're in your corner for whatever questions you have. And I think um, I think to kind of expand on that too, it's it's really some of the value that we that Sam and I would add, or any coach, is the ability to kind of ask you questions about what we see, because I think sometimes you know we see it when people are exercising, uh, you know they don't know how they move, right? So having a coach's eye is certainly something that's valuable, and having a coach's eye overlooking your check-ins and, you know, seeing the trends and asking about the trends and asking, you know, what do you think is going on here kind of things. And, and also keeping them part of the process, I think is also one of the values that we have too. Let's expand there. It, what is including them in the process of their nutrition entail? Well, I think, you know, we don't want to just set it and say, Hey, you're going to do exactly what I say they need to be part of the process as well because they need to own it. Um, you know, if they're not part of the process, then, then they're just being told what to do, which is something that's valuable. However, if you want it to stick and for it to be sustainable for them for, you know, really a lifetime, then they have to be part of the process. And that's just where we come in and question it and, and have them see what we see. Right. So if we're starting to see this trend, you know, one of the, big trends you see with people is this whole, I'm really good Monday through Friday. And then this just, you know, wheels off weekend. And it's like, Hey, I don't know if you've noticed this, but you know, your weight always goes up on Monday and goes down by Friday or something like that, you know, and it's really getting them to kind of realize it uh, just by asking questions and, and getting them to see the trends as well. No, I mean, if, I mean, just the law of averages. I mean, if you, and I think for you guys, especially just taking people through this and looking at it and being like, hey, if uh, you're trying to consume, you know, uh, to lean out, you know, 2,000 calories, let's say a day, and all of a sudden you get to the weekend and you're like, oh, I'm going to have a cheat meal here, cheat meal here. Next thing you know, you bump it up to 3,500 calories. Now you're in like a, you know, 3,000 calorie surplus over what we planned. I mean, that's adding an extra day and a half to that whole total. And I think uh, mm -hmm. people don't realize that, uh, you know, when you're trying to get in caloric restriction, it's really hard to get into it by like 1,000 or 1,500 and still train at a high level. So what's good is just trying to figure out that amount and then how to get them there. And then they go in and just fucking jump off the rails and have a bunch of cheat days. And unfortunately, like when people, at least uh, in the beginning, I think people have this idea of reward system where they... Uh, I've done well for five days. I somehow owe this to myself. And I think what you guys do a great job is working through the psychology of being like, mm -hmm. you don't owe. First of all, nobody owes you anything. We have a goal to get to. Let's be smart on this goal. And if we can reach and hit some mile markers, we can do this. And just really giving people this uh, like concrete, uh, almost like a, uh, like not a carrot and stick, but just like, hey, like this is where we're going. This is what we want to do. My job is to keep you accountable and help you navigate this. Yeah, it's breaking the cycle. Right. It's it's that breaking that cycle of, I mean, because honestly, uh, you know, a lot of times they come to us with really 
knowing a lot of what to do. It's just the matter of there, you know, have maybe um, implementing it has like, or even like any of the protocols, right? Like you can have all the information there, but implementation is sometimes difficult. And so, you know, having a extra set of eyes to be able to break that cycle and realize, hey, you can't, you can't go off the rails every weekend. You know, you do have to actually have some, you know, a streak of, of weekends where you don't go off the rails, at least to see that progress. And like you said, John, you know, you, you're not owed, uh, um, you're not owed a celebration because you did five days in a row, right? Maybe you, uh, maybe you can have a celebration if you've done six weeks in a row or something like that, but you know, the five weeks or five days in a row is that's a, just a good start really. So it's not, it's not something to celebrate. It's actually something to, uh, it's something to acknowledge that you did, but you also need to be able to realize that you probably need to make it seven days, 14 days, 21 days or whatever mm -hmm. to actually see the progress that you want to see. Uh, when you guys start working with clients, is that something that you lay out to them ahead of time? Like the, the expectation, like, Hey, you know what? I know these are some of the, the you know, the road bumps we're going to run into. I know you're going to feel like this. Uh, you know, if we can get to this, like, for example, like you're going to feel great after a week we've been doing this and you might have the idea like, hey, man, I should go out and celebrate a little bit. But like, let's celebrate once we get to the finish line. And so do you guys start kind of building in that psychology and almost that expectation to try to head that off at a pass. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason the protocol or the nutrition coaching starts with three months, because um, anyone can accomplish something in 30 days, especially if you have a coach with you. But really, the first at least with my clients, I'd say the first two weeks is just figuring out their new habits that we're implementing um, and figuring out maybe they have started, I know you hate this, but <laughs> counting their macros or weighing and measuring their food or I think everybody at their needs plate. to do it. Uh, so yeah, I, I it, think everybody needs to do it just to have a frame of reference because right. most people fucking have no, con no concept of how much they're eating. No, you'll be like, oh, I had a bag of this or, you know, you're pulling yogurt out of a container, but are you having you know, one scoop or are you eating half of the container? Um, meat packages are a little easier because it'll at least give you the raw weight, but things that come out of a bulk container, you should be weighing and measuring. Um, otherwise, I don't know about you, but I, I could eat like five cups at night and be like, oh, I don't know why I feel like crap the next day. <laughs> um, but you no, know, definitely it gets, um, there's a lot that goes behind it. There's a lot of um, habits that people within the three months don't realize that they're doing, um, like justifying those, you know, little wins where it's like, oh, I just drink wine on Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you're like, okay, you're drinking four nights out of the week, you know, like, um, or you have client parties, different things that are coming up. Uh, so through the process, new goals arise. And it's Rob and I in our check-ins, so you have to do your check-ins and tell us what you're finding. Um, we can work through those and come up with unique solutions for everybody. Hey, Power Athlete Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast and you're interested in supporting Power Athlete and getting involved with Power Athlete, myself and the crew here in Austin and in the global network, you can do it a few different ways. You can link on shop.powerathletehq.com. You can buy merch, you know, be the hammer, uh, move the dirt, all the really amazing merchandise that we put together. We also have the best training programs in the game. I think the most efficient, most powerful, uh, well-thought-out, elegant programs that you will find. 
We're easy to get a hold of. Just go to powerathletehq.com, look for training. It's going to take you over to our best in class partner, Train Heroic, where you can look at Jack Street. If you're just trying to put on thick gobs of muscle and you want to get jacked as fuck, Jack Street's your program. We got Field Strong, train like an athlete, allow us to foster and develop athleticism. That's really our flagship program for trying to make athletes more athletic. We got Bedrock, that beginner program. We got Grindstone for those of you guys that are in the fight. You need a flexible program that lives with you. If you're still into getting your face melted by the dirtiest, nastiest, saltiest wads on the planet, check out Johnny Wad. You're looking for a little bodybuilding, check out Johnny Bod. And if you're looking for a program, if you're in a situation where you go in harm's way, you're looking to kick in doors and take names and break hearts and all that good stuff, check us out at Hammer, the Holistic Athlete Movement Readiness Program that was developed uh, with some of the baddest dudes on the planet. So you can check us out in the programs. If you are interested in getting involved in the Block One Network with Power Athlete, you can first check out academy.powerathletehq.com. You can check out our methodology. And if you want to go that Block One track, travel out here to Austin and prove that you are composed of the metal that we're looking for to be in our Block One network. So we're easy to get a hold of. You can support us in any way. So if you uh, are enjoying this podcast and really like this content, find a way to get involved. Giving you a couple different options. We're looking forward to seeing you. Thanks. Well, let's check in on those check-ins. What do those involve? Is it a simple, hey, how you doing? Or do we have strategic opportunities in place? Like stop what you're doing. To pull Go to the bathroom nude up and take me a picture and send it to me right the fuck now and then i want a second picture of you on the scale because i know you're off the rails and i'm sorry <laughs> that's that uh, might, that that's might be a little good. a little aggressive but uh that was actually my style of nutrition coaching where i would just text him and be like fucking stop what you're doing go take me a nude selfie preferably with underwear and uh show me how far you've fallen because we got to get you back on the fucking rails i'm gonna send in a fucking strike team to get you they'd be like uh <laughs> I, I, uh, that that was aggressive, and it was also really expensive to have me do that. So, so yeah, I think it depends, right? Like, oh, sorry, Rob, you were no. going to say something, but um, but I'm going to continue. Um, some people need that, right? Like, they need the fire to be like, do this now. Where are you at? You haven't done your weight. You haven't sent your weight in two weeks, and that's really important to you or whatever. And then um, I know this person listens to the podcast, um, and she has been so amazing to work with um but for her it's like hey dial back from the scale we don't need to step on it and i've actually forced her to stop weighing and measuring her food so it's really figuring out that balance of who is your client what do they respond to um and kind of what personality of coach do you need to be um like you kind of chameleon to that person a little bit nice yeah it's uh i you know with the check-ins i certainly like the things that I want to see is, you know, how, how do you feel? Are you hungry? Are you full? I mean, and you know, that all kind of depends on what your goal is. Um, how's your training? Cause that's also important too. Like, you know, are you, are you feeling weak? Are you feeling strong? Are you feeling fueled? Are you feeling recovered? You know, what's your sleep like? Um, and, you know, really kind of getting into a little bit more of that. And then we start from there. Uh, and like Sam said, you know, as you go along, you start to see, you know, what, what does this person need, right? Do they need to be pushed? Do they need a text message in the morning and say, Hey, keep it real today. Right. Um, mm-hmm. or do they need, or are they, as Sam said in our presentation at the block one thing, are they a fire and forget, right? Like you can just set them on their way and they just, and they just blossom with it. Um, so you have to kind of 
you know, after you have really figured out through that coaching relationship, how they respond and what you need to be, then, you know, then you start to really fire. And sometimes it takes a couple of weeks to get there. Uh, but, you know, and then you also see, you know, what are their habits? Like Sam said earlier, right? Habits are super important, you know, for some people, I think one of the biggest things that they could really stand to do is just really be mindful in how they eat. Because I think most people, it's eating is almost just a, another distraction that we have because we have so many distractions in, in today's world, phones and emails and all that. So, you know, a lot of people are sitting at work eating their food, you know, answering email emails and sending text messages. They are not mindful at all what they're doing. So uh, for us, that's us pointing that kind of stuff out. Hey, you know, you need to take 10 minutes and just really focus on how you're eating and focus on chewing on the food and focus on what's in front of you, even savor the food for crying out loud. Right. It shouldn't be, uh, it shouldn't be eating food. Shouldn't be this, uh, just fuel stop, right. There, there should be some taste and enjoyment out of it too. Right. It shouldn't just be something that's, um, something you just throw down your gullet and you just go on. Right. Is should savor it, right? Has no, taste. And- no, just oh, fucking unhinged. <laughs> I could fucking this at this point. I mean, other than like maybe like an amazing turkey on Thanksgiving, but for the most part, like I don't know. I like I I think the uh, um, you know like what you guys do a good job too, especially with like uh, you know uh, Sam you know posts a ton of recipes, trying to make things in- interesting. For me, uh, mm. I could care less at this point. Like. Um, just like if a magic elf just showed up and like when I opened the cupboard, handed me the food, I wouldn't even care what it is. Just like, let me know that it hits, hits my macros and it's salty and there's a water with it. Like that's about all I care about. Well, that's kind of an involved position though, right? I mean, yeah, like I want to Dobby the house elf member from Harry Potter, you know, he like has like a fucking cloth on. He's like, here's your, here's your food. And I like shut the door. Maybe we get Harry Heppenstall. Just live in my fucking cabinet and he can just hand me food. Well, he's got to hide from the green card, please. <laughs> uh, I'm, dude. I'm hoping Harry can just come to visit and just never go back. I heard if you come here uh, under duress, you're gonna get like half a million bucks. So he's got to get here, but he's got to go to Turkey. I was looking for it. You got to go to Turkey first, then you got to get here. Sam, and, and how important dr- are the <laughs> recipes that you're presenting on the Power Athlete blog? Are they inspired by your clients, or are they your drive to encourage your clients? Hey, this is how I'm going to teach you to cook through these blogs? Yeah, I think it's more a drive to teach people how to cook because growing up, I was from the Midwest. So everything was like a casserole. Like I get made fun of so much for our casserole dishes, cream of mushroom, cream of whatever type of soup with like chicken and cheddar cheese. You know, if you're from Indiana, you know what I'm talking about, but it sounds awful. Or Ohio. It's terrible. Or Ohio. Casserole. Casserole. Well, like yeah. that's, no. that's a big thing in the Midwest is the casserole, huh? Casserole. Like you, travels, my Thanksgiving there was well. corn casserole, egg casserole. <laughs> like, uh, and even uh, even in New Year's, sometimes a spam casserole, which is really, <laughs> really disgusting. Boy, now, now you're really talking about living. <laughs> that's that's some living. Hey, small town, when, small town, Ohio. When was the last time you had spam? Probably when I was like nine. Uh, one of my college roommates was real into it. Big surfer guy. So that was mm. his delicacy. 
So <laughs> spam, uh, the Hawaiians like spam. Yeah. So the last time I probably had spam, I think I had, I think I had fried rice, egg fried rice with spam in it, and this is probably twenty plus years ago, and I still remember how awful it is. <gasps> spam fried rice. Oh, I don't know if I've spam. ever had spam. Uh it's like um. I mean, it's like, like canned s- meat. It's, it's like a salty gelatin meat <laughs> that's not really meaty. It, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It is. It has it's been just... over-processed through a meat grinder. So are you asking for me to create a spam recipe? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm just but kidding. What is like, is it pork? Yes, maybe. I, th- I think I, it's pork. I, I think it's like the it's it's like a I, I think it's a combination. It's like a hot dog. Was it ever pork? I think it was a hybrid, like uh, a hybrid of meats. Well, it's got to have some ham in it, right? I mean, that's part you, of the spam, no, spam, right? Well, it's oh, it's, oh spam. But there's no H. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's like it's, it's a like, rhyming word. Well, it, it, it like is like every meat. Well, it, the thing the thing that I like is spam is not only a meat product, but it's also what we refer to as the crap that gets sent in our emails. Like I get spam emails, and it's also a meat. So I wonder what came first. Oh, obviously the meat. Has, yeah, the meat. Has to be the and meat. they're like, "This is awful. What does this remind you of?" Spam introduced in <laughs> 1937 is a cooked pork. Gained popularity worldwide after its use during World War II. By 2003, Span was sold in over 41 countries on six continents and trademarked in over 100. Basic ingredients. It's a longer list yeah, than I anticipated. <laughs> Just pork, give us the top 10. Pork, salt, water, modified potato starch, sugar, sodium nitrate. So it's gluten-free, then. <laughs> I guess it's a gelatin. Yeah, it's like a gelatin meat. I wouldn't eat okay. that if you have a, any sort of manic personality disorder. Uh, did you? Did uh, you? There's a study that said nitrates increase like manic episodes by 300. percent So, you know, there's um man. I remember like back when we were in the food business, uh, there was all this kind of fear of nitrates, and I remember Rob Wolf did this like super deep dive, and like there was really no correlation between everything. And then uh, I remember asking Dr. Tom about it. He's like. Maybe the science doesn't, but just anecdotally, the countries that have the highest consumption of nitrates have like the, these problems. And he kind of mm-hmm. like drew it through and he's like, I don't know, like, uh, you know, if it's evidence based or science based, but he's like, the evidence is pointing to overconsumption of nitrates is not beneficial, even though maybe yeah. the, you know, the peer reviewed scientific literature doesn't necessarily support it. So it's. Uh, well, signs of manic behavior. I had to look this up, Sam. <laughs> Shit. Less sleep, risky behavior, irritability, flight of ideas, rapid speech, and hypersexuality. So, it, what's going on with you? I don't know. I got manic. <laughs> I am a manic episode. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, don't they have the manic, and then like, don't they have like the depressed? Like, isn't it like an up and down? Where like, you know, one minute you're laughing, giggling; the next minute you're crying. Isn't that called parenthood? So the guy who uh, I'm not going to use his name, uh, uh, Brian Shields, who was uh, uh, it's too obvious. Yeah, B. Shields, yeah, yeah Brian no, no, Shields, no, Brian S. So uh, we played on the same offensive line. We had lockers next to each other in college, and he he was a manic depressant. Like literally, he would be like bouncing off the walls, giggling, laughing, and then like like ten minutes later, be like in his locker, being like, 
I want to kill myself. I hate life. And I was like, holy shit, dude. This guy's like a fucking emotional <laughs> cornucopia of life. And uh, yeah, he was fucking like the spectrum was insane with that guy. I hope he grew out of that. That was fucking awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, he also drank <laughs> a lot of fucking Coke. So, like, like he had like a two liter bottle of soda a day. And I there always remember I, thinking, I'm like, nitrates. I was like, dude, maybe <laughs> cut the soda back. Replace it with water. I mean, you're at this point, you're just sweating soda in football. It's, yeah. So back to the recipe. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had long no, hair just, too, and I used to call him Bon Shieldsy for like Bon Jovi, Bon Shieldsy. Yeah, uh, college stupid nicknames. That's where all the stupid nicknames are made. Fact. So if uh, okay, so uh, like, uh, take me through the process a little bit. Um, you know, people obviously they you know at this point maybe have uh, found Power Athlete through Power Athlete Radio. Uh, through Be The Hammer on Instagram or maybe one of our training programs, and they're interested once they enter the training uh, funnel, to quote my buddy Gary B. So they enter this kind of training, kind of like, I don't know, spaghetti bowl. And uh, as they come out the spaghetti strainer on the bottom end, they start looking for nutrition. And usually the first stop is like, oh, hey, I'm going to get into a nutrition protocol. Uh, I should be able to do this myself. And then there's, you know, once they get it, they look at it. Okay, it's pretty simple. Here's the macros. Here's what I'm going to do. Now I got to do it. Uh, and then they probably, you know, bump their heads. Maybe they're not as consistent and then they reach back out or Sam reaches out to them. Hey, is there any questions that you help? And then, you know, we throw out the offer of like, have you thought about one-on-one nutrition coaching? Um, would you say that's like the standard life cycle for most people? Or do you feel that like some people just come in hot? I'm looking for one-on-one nutrition coaching. I need this. I need the help. Or is there like an actualization, like a realization phase? I can't do this by myself. Cause, uh, I'll tell you, like it's, extremely difficult and I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day uh, where you know hey I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this and my comment to him was uh, if you were gonna do it you would have already done it mm-hmm. like like I've listened to this same conversation over and over again if you were gonna do it you would have already had done it so like what's gonna be the change what do you need and at that point people raise their hand I need a lifeline I need uh, I need support I need to, I need somebody to text me to make sure that I'm in, in accountability um, and what's, what's kind of funny is years ago, did you guys ever read uh, Anthony Kiedis' book, uh, Scar Tissue? It was uh, mm. Anthony Kiedis, lead singer for uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, wrote this, you know, like killer, like such an interesting biography. The guy had like the, like the most like ridiculous upbringing and just super impactful, but um, he was a terrible heroin addict, shocker, uh, and he like, you know, lost relationships and the whole deal and somebody gave him this like really bitching dog. And uh, he like all of a sudden like, you know, woke up every morning and like started started feeling like he had to survive because somebody had to come feed his dog and he got nervous that like, you know, what if I die? Who's going to take care of my dog? Who's going to feed it? Who's going to walk it? And like that like lifeline, that anchor ended up kind of helping him at least towards the end of the book. I don't know how well if he relapsed or whatnot, but in the book like, hey, you know what? I might like have lost everybody, but I still have my dog and I still got to get up. And I feel like people sometimes need that extraneous anchor to allow them to reach their goals. Like uh, for mm-hmm. me, it could be like a bet, like we did 22 Jack Street or anything. I'm like, if there's money on the line or food or, or bragging rights or shit talking, I'm fucking in on that stuff. So I wonder uh, when you guys have people reach out, is it more like I technically don't know how to do this or is it more like I need you to be my anchor so that I, c- I don't drift away and I can reach this goal? For me, it's 50-50. Um, I have some people that are, don't know anything and they just want to start from scratch. And then I have a handful of clients that are 
performance coaches, CrossFit coaches. Um, some people have even done nutrition classes or certifications and they're like, yeah, I know everything, but I want to know what to do. I want to be able to have you as a resource to ask questions throughout the week. Um, but then some people like, I had to recently tell a client, Hey, you know, <laughs> I understand you're drinking, you know, your latte in the morning, but she was getting double chai, which is like the sugar chai powder. And I'm like, let's just start with a single chai. Like we don't need two scoops. So what it's the whole chai? spectrum. Uh, it's a blend. It's a tea, right? Chai tea. Um, I have no fucking but idea. It, I hear people order oh, it. So I, good. I have no fucking idea what it is. It's like Christmas in a cup um, oh. is how I explain it. But it's just a bunch of spices. But when you get it from like a Starbucks or wherever, there's just a bunch of added sugar. So it tastes delicious. And then you can get espresso in it. Um, it's my cheat drink when I get one. Um, but so I don't get it from Starbucks. Would... Uh... So when you guys, um, this is just a, a little sidebar because you guys know I love tangents. Uh, so the other day, um, I was, what was it? It was on Friday. I went over to Summer Moon, which is this bitch in a little coffee shop that has some really good, uh, they uh, actually, when they roast their coffee, they smoke it. So it's kind of a smoky flavor. Mm. So I go in, uh, like I'm super basic. I get a, a large Americano, four shots. In a pumpkin spice. Latte. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean. <laughs> Well, I actually, they just have pumpkin spice. I get them to spray on me like they do at the uh, <laughs> at the airports where they just spray it and you walk through the mist of pumpkin spice. That's what I really want. What? Do they really do that? No, no. But that's like oh. in, in my – see, you, you have no idea what's going through my mind. Like as I'm walking in, I'm like, I just want to walk in here and just have people just spraying pumpkin spice as I get to walk through it. That's all I really want. So as I go in, I, or I'm, I'm like waiting and there's like maybe six or seven people in front of me. Normally when I go in there, it's super quick. Unfortunately, it's the holidays. So people mm -hmm. have these fucking like abnormally long, weird fucking coffee requests. It took me 20 minutes to get to that line. I finally walked over and like the lady <laughs> looked at me and because I, I tend to go in there once a week. She looked at me. She's like, sorry, it's the holidays. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? She's like, I don't even know where they come up with this stuff. They're like, there must be an internet site to ask for this ridiculous shit. And yeah. I looked at her and, and she was like, same thing. I'm like, same thing. And then she fired her right up for me and I got the fuck out of that place. But um, it's pretty interesting the fact that like people go into the holidays and uh, like these like twenty two dollar drinks that have like two fifteen hundred calories and it's like oh I'm just drinking my coffee it's fucking unbelievable sorry Sam no you're fine my <laughs> one client told me she goes through um, and I'll go like twice a day and I'm like I know what you're getting and that's at least fourteen or fifteen dollars I'm like you add that up over five days I'm like there's an additional you know personal training session with me if you just cut out your coffee you can come four times a week yeah. three and, and, and then you know what i'll do i'll just i'll make you some hot folgers yeah i'm like i uh, dirty folgers oh. it's folgers <laughs> with a shot of espresso because oh. a dirty chai is that tea dirty. with yeah with espresso do they have a folgers at starbucks no at at the flaherty's they do Oh, that's one of their patented things. You walk in and you get a dirty, dirty, Folgers. dirty Folgers. Uh huh. Oh, fuck. All right. Dirty Mike. And yeah, the go boys. to Southern <laughs> Southern Pines, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dirty Mike and the boys. That's what Tex and his buddies from college. That's what their uh, uh, group chats called. How'd you know? Because <laughs> I'm always like, who's Dirty Mike and why are you texting the boys? Yeah, we're real into soup kitchens. <laughs> God damn it! That movie's fucking underrepresented. That movie did not get the acclaim it needed. 
the other guys. I know. I, I'm still mad about that. That movie is fucking play like hit after hit after hit. So, all right, sorry. Coaching. Tex, you are getting awkward transitions. I know. Like, <laughs> the next representative of California. The well, the importance we we also encourage coaches to have a coach. So you mm-hmm. you as an individual giving so much of your time, energy, and effort that you fall off. Example, if we look at nurses, some of the most unhealthy individuals ever. Smoking cigarettes, eating crap, $14 dirty chais. They, however, then take care of everyone. Mm. So a coach needs a coach in reference to their nutrition to do the heavy lifting for them to then empower their performance and put them in the best position to do what they do best. How, uh, how far do you guys get down the rabbit hole in terms of training? Are you guys asking them, like, hey, are, are you just kind of keeping them consistent? Or uh, is there recommendations? Or, like, do you find that a lot of them are following, like, the power athlete training programs? Yeah, most people are on a power athlete training program. Um, and if they're not, I somehow segue them most nice. of the time onto one. Uh, Sam's thanks. like, well, have you seen all the power athlete training programs? Here's one. <laughs> Try a slide of me. <laughs> um, but it's like that accountability in train heroic when you're clicking and checking the boxes, I find that that motivates people. And then we can have conversations about training. And even if I'm not currently on, I don't know, Johnny water, whatever, I can still access the workouts and know exactly what their demands of the um, program are. So we talk a lot about that and, you know, not everybody can get four days a week. So part of the habits, which I'm, Rob is as well, but we're huge on habits like sleep hygiene, water, being mindful when you eat, just different things um, would be working out. So like, hey, did you hit your three workouts? Did you go on a walk? Did you, um, you know, take the stairs instead of the elevator? Like those sound silly, but they bringing awareness to like your daily activity is so much more important almost than the hour you spend in the gym. Yeah. Uh, uh, similar, uh, almost everybody is on a power athlete program. And so it, it also kind of depends on, uh, you know, what their goals are. And sometimes we talk about how to maybe tweak it for them based off of certain things. Uh, if they're, you know, just coming back from a long layoff or something like that, we'll, I, I will definitely give them some advice that way. Um, but I think one of the things that Sam said there was, was really important is, um, definitely checking in on their activity too, because that's all part of the, the caloric balance, right? So, um, you know, if they're other than that one hour a day or a little over an hour, if they're doing a program, if they are sedentary, we also talk about get up and move a little bit, walk a little, you know, maybe go for a long walk, um, just to, just to boost that, that daily activity. Cause that's also part of it. So, yeah. Well, what are some mistakes that people make in terms of their behavior? Where do you start? Yeah. (laughs) Well, what are some instances? Well, no, I mean, like like working with us. We've already established fourteen dollar lattes. Well, I mean, like, (laughs) like, uh, how do you guys start building in the mindset? Is it uh, like my mom, where you're just constantly nagging somebody into compliance, Uh, which actually works sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, (laughs) but. I mean, is there, uh, is, is it like the idea of like empowering them through information, arming them with, uh, with this, or is it more just pointing out like, Hey, you know what? Like this is going to be the process. You're going to have some pitfalls. We're going to get through it and almost like setting up expectations. 
yeah it, it, it's it's all the above right it's uh it again it kind of depends on the person some people need to be nagged um yeah. some some people need to have a daily reminder some people need some people only need the weekly reminder um it just really kind of depends on who they are as a person and how they respond and uh, you know a lot of times I, I don't i don't necessarily like to beat people over the head that's not necessarily my nature uh but it's it's more about hey what do you think about this whole thing have you noticed that this is happening and and it's really drawing attention to uh to let them kind of figure that out right um similar to someone moving you know hey how did that feel did it feel right you know are you uh what do you feel when you're doing this it's very similar to just straight up coaching movement uh, because they're they're kind of two sides of the same coin really um based on habit based on practices based on um your own perception so you know they need to be that's why earlier i was saying you know people need to be part of the process they need to they need to understand where they are and where they're coming from and, and what they're doing that they don't realize they're doing and that's where mm -hmm. that's where we come in as coaches to to point those things out um sometimes gently sometimes with a hammer right just depends yeah yeah, and I think one of the biggest mistakes that I find is, um, well, there, never mind. I'm just gonna stick with this one. There's a lot of <laughs> mistakes. Um, people go like full bore into it, which is what we want as coaches, right? We want you to be excited. We want you to be engaged, communicating with us. But a lot of times when it comes to changing the way your body looks, you're doing a program and then you kind of are like, oh, I can add in a little bit of bike work. I can add in, you know, an, a second workout. I can cut my calories even lower. And that's not what we want. Um, our goal here is um, longevity. So as much as I would love to work with my clients for years on end, the goal and the way I approach my clients is like, hey, I want to give you the toolbox so that you, you know, you might just need to check in with me once every three months for maybe a tweak on, um, on habits or uh, a little bit of a motivational chat for an hour or something. Um, but I'm thinking of a particular client and, you know, she added in, she was doing Jack street, added in biking three times a week. Um, she was going to school, has four kids and was working full time and following her macros to a T like logging crystal light packets and element packets. Um, so we had to like, I had to back her off, right? I'm like, I love the enthusiasm, but let's make this sustainable. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, um, for, for a woman like her with four kids, which I can't even imagine, yeah. working full time, yeah. doing all this, it, they almost like, and I, I see this a little bit with my wife, like almost like the more detailed everything is, the easier it feels to handle yes. it all. Because you're like micromanaging all these pieces uh, to the point where like, uh, like I don't know how women with more with like a gang of kids like i mean like just like the amount of like uh, uh laundry you know and like yeah. three kids and this i mean it's just it's so much that i think uh people have no concept of like i mean until you're in in, in the throes of it where you got a gang of kids you're working a job you got this you're trying to take care of the house you know and then you you know start throwing other stuff like fitness and cooking and you know i mean we have friends like uh, uh we were at a wade's army function and this mom who's um uh, the daughter rides with Killy at the barn. And so I was talking to them more. The mom was talking 
they haven't eat they have not cooked a meal or eaten at home in over two years. Wow. They've eaten. Well, every it's like meal decision out fatigue. For like two years. Yeah. I mean, my kids, you know, I was eight months, Marin will be two on Sunday. And sometimes Connor will get home from work and he's like, Hey, you know, what are you like? Not asking me to cook for him, but I'm like, what are you thinking for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know. Don't ask me these questions. And so what do we eat? Burgers. Like we throw them in the broiler and put some cheese and throw some frozen French fries in the air fryer salad. And like, we probably eat that three times, four times a week because that's what we do. Uh, Every time I go to uh, like anywhere, I try to buy like um, a roast and I put that in the, uh, in, in the Instapot. Like that's like a, staple now like uh, eight yeah. in the morning instapot and uh, like that's what we had last night for dinner and so uh like last night what uh killy had riding and then she had gymnastics cashy had swim jamie had swim and then jamie had basketball so i like took two kids to swimming went to basketball trying to like towel them off in the car get jamie in there like in her basketball clothes take him in then we get home and it's like seven something like seven thirty at night and I'm like, oh, thank God. And so I'm like over there, like basically like cutting off meat, putting in a plate, putting salt. And they're like, aren't there any sides? I'm like, you can make yourself a salad, you, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, like I just didn't have time for it. And, uh, you know, yeah. my wife's like, uh, you know, Killy this and then she got to go to writing. And so we kind of or um, writing and then gymnastics. And it's just like, you know, like and, and what was wild was that certain parts of the year you can make it work. But now all of a sudden there's like for some reason uh, it takes 20 to 30 minutes to go four miles uh like up the road off of 71 where the gymnastics place is like i don't know where this fucking i mean it's just like drip moxie 12 no traffic yeah i know yeah it's it's uh it's wild but man the uh like uh the the element of kids is one thing but then when they get to the age and rob you you know you're past this already where they're uh or you know in the throws where like there's so much in terms of like uh events like uh you know uh, sports and this and teams and so like saturday i'm coaching basketball sunday i, I gotta go to basketball. i mean so we have all these like and then you have all the sports stuff so it's just kind of like just adding more and more shit layers it in and uh it's but what are you not going to do it you're like no sorry kids mom and dad are tired of driving and need to get their <laughs> workouts and do their macros so no fucking sports for you, you know <sighs> it's not like no. that no it's what? Totally, it's not like that unfortunately I yeah mean, so we'll Um, that kind of segues in a lot of questions we get is on meal planning. So if you can prep the food as plain as possible, that's my recommendation because then you can just add whatever sauce or seasoning you want. So if you cook a bunch of chicken thighs, which normally our problem is we cook and then we consume it all. Like Connor, I'm sure you're the same, John. I'm like, how did you just eat like three pounds like yourself? I have like one little, I don't know, our food Uh, bill. You got to weigh his food before you give it to him. So I, I, I did this the other day. Uh, like if, if I don't weigh it, cause I'll be like, oh, that looks like about 10 ounces and like four pounds later, Kate's like, dude, that was four pounds of meat. We ate it all. I'm like, oh fuck. And then I know I look at Connor. I'm like, stop. Like yeah. I need this. I'm well, hungry. No, but, but the other one is, um, like whatever we make for dinner, uh, there has to be enough for the kids lunches the next day. Yes. So like, there's always this like kind of eyeball and I'll be like, how much do these kids get to eat? And so I'm always like watching, like hovering. I'm like, you know, and it, it just makes sense because Kate's like, well, if, if I knew you were going to eat more than 10 ounces, I would have cooked this. I'm like, fuck. So, no, there's uh, yeah. definitely what you got to do is weigh it out for them ahead of time and be like, this is yeah. all you're getting. 
fucking animal. And then That's what I need to do. <laughs> Put it's it in terrible. his dog bowl and push him outside and shut the door on him. <laughs> and sometimes he'll eat the leftovers for breakfast. And then like I go in for leftovers for lunch and I'm like, lack of a better word, I'm just motherfucking him underneath my breath to the girls. I'm like, there's no food. I mean, yogurt and a protein shake again. <laughs> You're like, daddy's a selfish son of a bitch. uh, Well, (laughs) I've got a teenager that's growing and will eat the shit out of stuff. And he'll put back like the, like I'll go to make my lunch to take to the gym. And I like to put rice in there and, and that motherfucker will leave the, (laughs) leave the empty fucking container in there. And I'll be like, God damn it. Yeah. That's the worst. So my wife's new deal is uh, she is basically collecting all the empty containers and she's going to wrap them up and give them to the kids as Christmas gifts. And, Are they going to uh, be moldy? The one was like ice cream, wasn't dude, it? Dude, yeah. Like, it, And the funny part is I'm like, good. She's like, you're a gross abuser. I'm like, not of that stuff. Like, I, I'm, I'm not like an ice cream person. Like, I like that's not my deal. So. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll get other stuff, which I think will be funnier because I'm just going to get her a bunch of like jewelry boxes and wrap them up and it'll be empty. <laughs> or I'm going to put like a piece of rice in there or something, or maybe like a yeah. <laughs> piece of spaghetti. Man, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we'll see what empty happens. Empty gift oh. card sleeves. Like, yeah. so, this, yeah. so I won't ever see you again after yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Is what's, <laughs> what's you're telling me. You're like, why is the home up for sale? <laughs> get rid of this rotten show, son of a bitch. Show up. This whole, whole fucking studio is packed up. This whole place got burned to the fucking ground. There's just a note on the door. Tex, if you're reading this, it's too late. I'm at the, the Motel Inn, room 112. Just gone fishing. The sign's fucking angled. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. No. Without me, this place, you know, like, what would happen? She would sell it, and then we'd be out of a house. We'd be out of a motel. We'd ba- be back and recording Power the Radio in a kitchen. <laughs> like a good old man. Yeah. Uh, I always think of that every time I see Rudy Reyes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. We, we might have to reboot that episode. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. the, the day Rudy Reyes almost died with a barbecue poker. That's what I refer to that day as. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had Rudy on the podcast, and he... Uh, he somehow had a transcendental moment and almost tried to kill us, and then we almost had to kill him, and then we did the podcast. It was great, and he doesn't. And then he even he's like, "Man, that was a really intense podcast." Episode two hundred and fifteen. Yeah, we were just babies then. We didn't even know what we were doing. If you really want, this is for our listeners to experience all that is Rudy Reyes on Power Athlete YouTube. We have his twenty seventeen. Power Athlete Symposium presentation. Yeah. yeah, that'll tell you everything you need to know about this man. I, I that was still, my first symposium, and I was like, "What? <sighs> what is going on?" I was I was sitting there with Woodsky, and Woodsky turns to me. He's like, "I don't know this. I, I don't know where this is going, but it's going to be good." And uh, and then like later on, he turns to me and he's like, "If there was a spaceship outside with David Bowie piloting, you think everybody would go get on it?" I'm like, "Yes." He's like, "I'd be on the front seat." And that's all you have to know. God, that was fucking great. I'm I'm trying to pull up the title of said presentation. Uh, nobody knows. No, it's pretty awesome. He was, was talking like about space donut bullets athlete or something, wasn't it? He was talking about donut bullets. There was a spaceship. There was David Bowie. Short shorts, cut off sleeves, flannel. Uh, that boots. was a woman's shirt. So Rudy uh, t- took a woman, the smallest woman's shirt we had, took scissors, and then you know he's his own custom costume tier costume maker. So he went back and basically put his touches on that shirt so he had just the right likes him just the way he likes him finds women's clothes fit much better 
So in the podcast you did, he was wearing women's jeans. How do I know? Because they don't make women's capri or men's capris <laughs> with, uh, with with pink hearts embroidered in them. <laughs> All I know is uh, I had some some dudes who were uh, listening to that podcast and were and didn't know Rudy and were like, "Was that for real?" Were you guys fucking around? Was that all staged? And I'm like, no, that was 100% real. And they were like, Jesus, that is insane. Well, so. it's constructing your spiritual spacesuit. Well, his, and this is uh, some backdoor stuff, his secret to looking so vascular during his presentations, oh, yeah. just a little red wine before. Mm. Yeah, I, little uh, swing bodybuilders oil. will do that. Yeah, a little swing oil. So we were witnessing a, a single glass of red wine, Rudy. And all that is. Uh, he man. also he also had a dip in. He had a huge dip in. He did not spit for the entire hour. <laughs> did you know that? If you know, he's got a I... huge fucking shoe in. He's got a huge dip, and you just see him like, like breathing through his nose. And I'm like, absorbing. He's just fucking. He, he hasn't. I, I saw him throw it in, and he didn't have a spit cup, and he didn't spit the entire time. Oh, it's like, in there. I wow. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Oh fuck, that's what I was tripping out on. I was like, this dude threw in a huge dip, and it's just been swallowing it for ooh, ooh, that guy's fucking t- that's that's the most impressive part of that whole talk so i'll link that up in the show yeah, notes. you should so if uh if people are curious about getting nutrition coaching done uh, what's the easiest way i mean obviously go to the website they can send an email to uh sam flaherty at power athlete hq rob xline at power athlete hq and we'll link up their emails uh you can just go on you know power athlete go to the nutrition tab uh, there's a, a ton of uh, different access points to get to these guys. But uh, if you are interested in nutrition coaching and you've gotten to the point where you've beat your head into the wall over and over again, you haven't met your goals and you're thinking, I can't or I can do this on my own, but it would be a lot more fun and a lot better a process and more enjoyable if I had somebody to help me. I think you reach out to Rob and Sam and uh, at least book a consult or you know book some time to talk to uh, one of these guys and just see what it's all about. I, uh, I will think that if getting in shape and meeting your goals is what you want to do, especially coming out of this 2021, uh, I think Rob and Sam have an incredible skill set to help you get there. So if you need more information, yeah. just reach on out, nutrition at powerathletehq.com and we'll get you in the right place. So thanks guys for tuning in to another episode of Power Athlete Radio. Bye. 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 Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!